Blog Talk Radio. Everybody to Vibe Time with Jerry on Blog Talk Radio and on StreamYard, live on Facebook, live on Vibe Time with Jerry page, live on David Flowers' wall, I believe. Right? Yep, my wall. And of course, it yeah. is that time already talking about paranormal events with the founder of Virginia Paranormal Events, John Stevens. And there. How are you? How's everyone going? Or doing? Everybody's doing fine. Here. Yep. How have you been? I've been wonderful. Good. Uh, we're ready for summer and ready to get out and start enjoying some of this weather. But it's been... Bipolarish? Uh, yeah, it is. It's just, I can't... Uh, I mean, I'm not wishing for 90 degrees every day, but, you know, one day is 60 and the next day is 85. It's yeah. so, so hard to figure out. I don't like the uh, – it seems like we're in a pattern now where it rains on weekends. It's beautiful during the weekend and it rains on the weekends. So, yeah. yeah. And uh, I, my weekends go by so fast, but they would – I'd probably be able to get a lot more done if, it, if it, the weather cooperated. Mm-hmm. Um, I was out your way, Jerry, uh, last weekend. I went through Urbana for a little bit. I know. Really? Then, uh, really, John Stevens? You come out my way and you don't even stop in and say hello? I was at the museum. Oh, really? Yeah. This was on, this was on Sunday. Yeah, I was. I was. No, I wasn't there. Nope. Uh, Hi, Ronnie. Yeah, I know. I went, Snowball. I went several places. So. AKA Snowball. Yes. Ronnie Record has you pegged. <laughs> On next, well, I I think I had a I was I think I had a client that day. I was doing Reiki. So that's why I had worked at the museum Friday and Saturday, and then I had a client Sunday. Well, there's a, I mean, there's a lot of this stuff going on. When do you want to do the paranormal countdown splash, whatever we're going to call it? Well, the, let's see. The flash. What do we call it? 
let's see if a few more people are going to join uh, join us a little bit. Talk a little bit about paranormal um, Virginia paranormal events because I have new people on here. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, so my page, which is about three or four years old now, and we're I haven't checked it hey, this Sheila. week, but we were we were close to five thousand people liking our page. Awesome. Uh, only about 20 people <laughs> participate, but that's about, <laughs> that's to be expected. But there are a lot of people that um, that come to the page for what it's intended is to promote events around Virginia and to promote teams and what they do. Um, I stay away from selling things, and uh, I don't promote I'm not a promoter, like a Don King type of promoter. I'm not a, I don't have my own paranormal team that I uh, am putting on events myself. So people, that's one of the things that people do is they'll, they'll message me um, directly on, on they need a link to buy tickets to something or, uh, or they'll complain about something. They'll complain to me about the price of something, and, uh, and I'm <laughs> like, machine. I have to let them, let them know that it's not a, uh, it's not something that I'm, uh, you know, so, not supporting. But it's uh, I'm not the I'm not the mastermind behind it. I'm just hey, hey, you ain't got nothing to do with you. Just put the game out there, right? So. <laughs> find out all about tours and events and the thing is is there's so many that are going on that I don't ever hear about or even uh, realize that there's a link for um, I just found a couple this week that are due, that are going to happen this weekend and I'm, I'm like you know if I'd have known about that I could have promoted it for me. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's kind of what I do is is I try to get uh, people aware because I really appreciated that when I was uh, First starting off and wanting to do some some ghost hunting, uh, my sisters would look up, um, we might be going to a particular town or something, want to know if they were doing any kind of ghost tours, and we would look up uh, what were the ghost tours going on and where could we do an investigation or something like that, and we learned a lot about that sort of thing, and which towns had tours and good tours and which ones didn't and then we started finding out about hey there's a there's a uh, you know that exchange hotel in Gordonsville they say is really haunted you know they do investigations on or they do ghost tours on Friday nights and then they're going to do an investigation an hour hour investigation and so that's kind of how it all got started and then I started finding out about Paracons that were going on around and uh, started attending those and meeting people and seeing these people face to face. And I'd been going to David's, uh, to the manor house um, a few times by then. And, uh, you know, one of the few places that you could count on being there week in and week out. So, you know, there was, uh, and still is, and uh, meeting to. Kind of get that fix 
out really that there's really a shortage of uh, places you can go that will put you know events out there for people to know about. Ever since ever since I started this, and it's kind of it's kind of gotten bigger and bigger and bigger every year as far as the amount of people. Is that um, I also see a lot more of these events selling out, and I want to say that I have a small part of that. Uh, I definitely don't take the credit for it because I think if people go to an event and it's put on the right way, and we got some people that do put on good events, mm-hmm. that when people show up, they feel like they're getting their value. Um, so you know, some places can charge a hundred bucks, and you feel like you've got a hundred dollars worth of entertainment. Mm-hmm. Some places you, you know, are forty dollars. You feel like you get uh, it's a great value. Right, right. So I don't I don't set prices and, and and definitely don't have an unlimited budget so that I can't I can't go to all the things that I promote or I certainly would like to. But you know, there's other things besides the cost of the event. You know, you know getting there and having the time and and all that comes into play too. Yep. But I've made a lot of friends. And it's always good to go to places and you know some people that uh, investigating can be sometimes a side thing. You know, it's more or less like I'm here and I'm seeing everybody I know. Oh, we get to investigate too. Right. There's yeah. really cool locations. So, um, of course, we've done some things outside of investigating that were as a group, you know, like placing the flags at mm-hmm. the cemetery. And that, yeah, I remember that one yeah. day. It seemed like everybody in the woodwork came out that day. I mean, yeah, we yeah. had all these, it was well represented, and uh, uh, that was really, that was really fun. And we've had some other events. Um, I remember in Rikers one time, we had, yeah. I think, David, you were there, and, yeah. and uh, gosh, there were several different teams uh, that showed up that evening, and, and we had a good time, so. Yeah, yeah that was. Right before, right, that's right after COVID. It's right, at, right when things started opening back up. Yeah, yeah. And we know that there were a lot of places that closed down mm-hmm. uh, when COVID hit. They just kind of, everything came to a stop. Nobody knew when anything was going to get started back again. It, it took uh, it took a few months. Everybody thought, you know, you know, once summer got there in 2021, that everything was going to slow down, and it did. But it did slow down that summer. Yeah. And so events started taking place, and then you know, you come to fall, and then it kind of cranked up again. But um, uh, you know, then they, uh, we had a lot of events that were canceled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. During that during that fall, and I know, like for the Manor House, y'all, how long did y'all stay closed for? Once y'all closed those doors, y'all were closed. closed March of 2020 to about midway June 2021. So, so about 16 months. Wow, I didn't realize it was that long. I know I can. Yeah, now I do because uh, I remember I kept bugging you about like when. When's the Manor House going to open? When's the Manor House going to open? Yeah. Yeah. And then, then in summer of 21, 
business was okay. Last year, business pretty much sucked. Why, I have no idea. No, but this year, yeah, but this year it's picked back up again. So, come on out. Um, I do remember meeting Ronnie at the exchange that, mm -hmm. that, that night. Yeah, that's what he said. He That's where they first met you. And yeah, they came up to me and introduced themselves. Uh, we've been friends ever since. They are just wonderful people. Mm -hmm. He says you have Don King yes, hair. Yes, they are. <laughs> I, doubt, I don't have any hair. Shayla said you just blew her whole career of of John Stevens is not Don King, so she's not making it to the garden. <sighs> Messed it all up. I used to be a, I used to do a good Muhammad Ali impression, and because uh, he was my favorite boxer growing up, but uh, that's about that's about my extent of my boxing career. <laughs> <laughs>
I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, then we were talking about all the things that had happened on the on the grounds there. And she was telling me she was picking up on things. And then when we got back, uh, somebody came up to her while we were there.
And so when you when you have ghost stories and you're taking a group of people down the sidewalk on a busy Saturday night on Main Street in Stanton, Virginia, with cars and motorcycles and everything else um, coming, you know, riding up and people partying and screaming. Of course, there's some open bars right there, and it's like. So he would start, yeah, he would start off with a story and he would go, and then something would happen. He'd go, well, I've lost my train of thought. Let me start the story all over again. It was like, you know, after about doing that about 10 times, it was like, no, we can go on to the next place you want to tell the story because we don't need you to start and stop all night, which he did. Yeah. And we never got through, uh, like I said, he could have. Could have done a lot better, and we could have gotten through it. It's just one of the worst experiences. In fact, my sister Jan just—they left about halfway through. They said, "Well, we're we're going back to the car. Y'all can finish up." Oh, jeez. Which a lot of people ended up. I mean, at one time we had about thirty in the group, and when we finally made it to the railroad tracks at the end, the the most haunted location in Stanton, there was like ten people left. And he had lost so many along the way. That's terrible. Yeah. What um, I got to tell John Sullivan the story behind Snowball. Mm. So John Stevens came on to StreamTard one evening, and we were just talking, and David Flowers just happened to have a box of Snowballs that he was eating. <laughs> and, I wasn't eating the whole box. Yeah, he ate the whole box, and <laughs> he did. And that is where John Stevens' new nickname came from, Snowball. Oh, uh, <laughs> I said, Snowball, oh, that's my, that was my rapper name back in the day. <laughs> that's his pole dancing name. And then, and then Dennis said that he was what? Zinger. Zinger, zinger. Yeah. And, and Jerry was ho ho. That's Susie Q. <laughs> oh, you were Susie Q. <laughs> yeah, yes. I called her ho ho. That's yeah. right. Yeah. It's Susie Q, people. Ho ho, my ass. Oh. The beat your ass. That's that is true. Didn't have anything to do with stripping or drugs. <laughs> <laughs> For once. <laughs> we all know how you get at the cabin. Time you on that?
there's a link on my page. You can yeah. go and uh, investigate for free. They encourage you to bring your equipment and everything. They've got all. They've got a location. They're going to be able to investigate at night. It's outside. Uh, Friday. Uh, Friday night. What is the twenty-first? Is that a Saturday? Uh, Friday night. Just Friday night. This and then Friday. Also, yeah. Octagon Mansion is having a um, a walk up and buy your ticket at their place event. Uh, that's in Whitfield, Virginia, uh, from 8, 8 p.m. to 1 a.m. tonight, uh, this Friday night as well. Um, CPRI, Commonwealth, uh, I, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, they are putting on a an event at Scotchtown, Patrick Finney, Scotchtown, on the 29th of April. Tickets are $20. It's a tour. Um, there's a lot of things going on. They'll have evidence that they've collected, things like that. And I think it starts at 6.30 and runs to 9.30, where they, um, I think they're running the tours every half hour. Cool. And, uh, tickets are $20. If you've ever been to Scotchtown, it's one of the places i got to go. It's, and it's pretty close to me, but it's uh, up near Ashland. Um, and Hamilton High School, which is sold out at PRI and John Sullivan and Sandra and um, John, you can tell me whether or not there are other groups involved. I think there are, but I just didn't want to assume that. Uh, this is an event that Sullivan has put on um, Hamilton High School, and uh, that's in. Uh, remind, remind me where that's at. Um, Cover Paranormal, Middleton Paranormal Investigations. Oh, good. So I'll see all, I'll see all my family. Yeah. And so that event is sold out. It sold out very quickly, um, which was good. I think the price point was excellent. The, the place looks awesome. And our friend Paul Hayden, who does a lot of pictures and goes around to a lot of places, um, if you're not friends of, of Paul Hayden, um, need to become, because he, he will, when he goes to a location, I swear he goes someplace every day. Not necessarily investigate, he just loves history and he's, he uh, participates in it. Um, but when he goes to a place, he takes 100 pictures. And yes, and, and they're all good. And so he does some in black and white and, and others. And I try to post stuff, especially events he's been to, like they'll, He's been in an investigation on a Saturday night. The next day, there'll be 300 pictures from that night. And um, yeah, he, he did that with, with the Manor House a couple. Of oh, that's right. And he took some really good pictures. Nice pictures um, yeah. yeah, really nice. Um, and him and his wife, and, and like I said, they uh, they participate and do reenactments and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, dress up. He dresses up like a Civil War soldier. And uh, they go to a lot of events, and it's, and they're just nice people too. Yeah. Um, uh, then on the sixth of May, we've got uh, Haunted Nights is going to be at Gordonsville um, Exchange doing a uh, an investigation there. Um, tickets are seventy five dollars for that event. Um, the money. Um, after expense goes to the exchange hotel. So 
definitely something running for everybody to enjoy. And then there's a Paracon at Perry Plantation on the 20th of May. Um, there's the Enigma Con this Saturday on the 22nd from Ryan yes, Anderson. I'm sorry. Yes, you're right. Um, you're fired. And I forgot about that because it's sold out. Yes, it is sold out. Um, and I didn't act quick enough. I thought I hemmed and hawed about whether I was going to be able to go, and I thought about going, and uh, and then it, then I saw it was sold out. Um, and I hear that this is going to be the last year that they do it. Um, yeah. So unless somebody else jumps up and grabs it and um, makes something, they may call it something different. Um, but it's a good location to actually have a paracon at. A lot of, lot of room there. <clears throat> and then um, Chesterfield County Jail and Museum, this is the historic jail on the 13th of May. Um, investigation with Flint Mary uh, Productions is putting on an event. It's going to be 60 bucks to do that. Um, and then there is in Strasburg, Virginia, a paravation, uh, looks like a paracon, June 10th. Uh, from and then a, then an investigation at night from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Uh, proceeds to go to to the Heater House in Middleton, um, and that's the event is 70 bucks. Uh, I skipped a week. Uh, June 3rd, uh, Boo Bitches Paranormal at the Cabin on 360. Yeah. Jerry, do you know how much that event is? I, 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 $60, I guess. I honestly don't know. Every flyer I've looked at doesn't have the price information on there. So, is it just bitches, or can it be bastards, too? No, um, I think it's just bitches. It's supposed to be just bitches. I see a couple bastards in there, though. In there. Sorry, John Sullivan. Um, Kimberly did put Old House Woods as May 12th. They got an Old House Woods Spirit Walk Friday, May 12th, from 8 to 11, $15 a person. Yes, she needs to send that. Send me that link. Yeah, send that link over to John Stevens, and the proceeds go to the Animal Care Society for Matthews. Yeah, go ahead and uh, submit that so he can put it on there. And then uh, Heart of Nights in Laura, which is in Mineral, Virginia, uh, is putting on a two-night event, June 2nd and 3rd. Um, it'll actually be Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I'm sorry, Ronnie, you are awful. I apologize. <laughs> I'm going to smack you myself for there. He says he has a bitch that he can send to the boo bitch of that. <laughs> you know, the show was going real smooth until you had to put bastards and bitches into my show. <laughs> It is not. We had it last. 
We had it last year. It was our first event. Um, and it's put on by, uh, is it the same culprits, same bitches doing this? No, um, it's Gwen, Tracy Ann, and Dennis. Tracy Ann. And yeah. then the special guests are Holly Mullins, Dallas, and I think the Orion Effect is doing some sponsoring. I really don't know much about it because I'm not a part of that. Um, I'm not. I'm in that. I'm not in the group, so I don't know really what's going on. I just know that there are tickets. Um, it's for a good cause, and I'm sure that as it gets closer, they'll probably put out some more uh, information about it. All my kids are graduating, so I'm I'm focusing on caps and gowns. <laughs> Hit, well, oh my gosh, we're trying to decide which one he wants to go to because he's been offered two, simply because he's on track and he's going to states and states is the same time as graduation. So they're offering to give him his diploma and the track team's diploma on June 1st instead of June 3rd. So we're kind of going back and forth. They're doing an individual ceremony so that the kids won't have to decide between graduation and state. So it's kind of, an all, it's a toss up right now, but he is graduating one of those dates. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the principal was really nice and you know, she, she understands that they shouldn't be having to choose, so. And then, of course, he signed up for the first half of the military, so he'll be ditching me soon. That's all right. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah. Better to be going there because you know it's just going to be at that age where he's going to be leaving anyway. Yeah. To go somewhere. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now, John Savage said the bastard could identify as a bitch. <laughs> You are <laughs> I should have known. We don't know what to call them, and I'm sorry. I don't. I don't associate bitches and bastards with any sex. Okay. The army, John Sullivan. Uh, oh. Yeah. So I have to. Uh, yeah, I have to clarify that at these days. Yeah. Yeah. He's going. Yeah, he's. Yeah. Uh, we do know a bunch of bitches that do not. Uh, take on the female form. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> um, Do you need a Bud Light? Yeah, do I need a Bud Light? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to throw that in there. <laughs> I was like, does anybody even drink that anyway? Does anybody drink a Bud Light? Uh, <laughs> I don't drink any Anheuser Bush products. No. John Sullivan, yep, I've got one, and I'll probably have the other one going to the military, too, more than likely. John Savage, bastard, can only identify as a bitch if they're drinking Bud Light. <laughs> oh, no, snowball with a Bud Light. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's not going to happen. Oh. 
I don't know. I better not see you with a Bud Light and then see you over at the cabin on 360 and a 2-2 on the pole. I'm going to have some questions. <laughs> I'll have questions, too. <laughs> um, you know, and, and uh, anyway, so not to, let's don't get political. Uh, we're not. It's John. It's John. It's 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 Ronnie's fault. No, 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 no. I'm not gonna blame it on Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> I need somebody to make it sound good. Ronnie's the Ronnie's the always the background. The background. Uh, it's always Ronnie's fault. Don't forget, y'all. I will say that there's one more event. I forgot. There's two more events. I need to throw these in there. And don't forget, tomorrow's the eclipse. That's not a paranormal event, but I had to throw it on there. Is June seventeenth the Virginia Bigfoot Festival in Myers Cave, Virginia? That's coming up, and then there is a lot of people going to be at that event. So even a lot of paranormal teams are going to be there, which is pretty cool. Because as uh, Lau Lats told me last year, he goes, "There are some paracons that wish they had this kind of turnout." as we watched hundreds of people walk by at the Virginia Bigfoot Con. Um, and then on the 8th of July at St. Albans, uh, Tennessee Ray Chases and Haunted Nights will be uh, returning there. They were there in February, um, and then they'll be back in July. Uh, TWC makes a run where they are in Virginia just about every weekend in June and July coming up. So if, if y'all like uh, great chasers and stuff, they had a turned on a uh, travel channel the other day and they had a marathon going on with those guys. And I was like, man, I can remember watching this like five years ago. Unbelievable. That's been that long. Um, but if there are people, as I always say, if there are events that I'm not aware of, and I'm, there always are, um, you just gotta let you gotta let me know, and I'll let everybody else know. And um, I've got a question. Someone is still in the chat. I, I just need to know whether or not. If the Hamilton High School thing is going to be, is that going to be a kind of a, um, this ain't going to be a one and done, but maybe a return there in a few more months to get a second shot at it uh, for those that couldn't. Um, and if there are any places in Virginia that y'all think that should be investigated or could be investigated, or maybe has done in the past that we could get back to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I went back and I looked like a few years ago and I was checking where people had investigated. Some of those places, people haven't investigated since then. I don't know what happened or if the, if the places just said, no, we don't like this kind of thing and they just won't allow it to happen anymore. But, you know, you've got places like in Rikers. I, they haven't had an investigation there. And, you know, in months, um, so you know they were they were doing events all the time, and so it's you know I, th- I know a lot of it is you 
Ronnie said that's why they um that's one of the reasons why they're making it the last Enigma Con. We want to they want to get back into traveling and investigating. It's hard to convince places in Middleton to let us investigate. They don't see the value in how it supports historic locations. 
Appomattox. I haven't been to Crawford Farm. Uh, but I'm not aware of all the places down there either. But Sailor's Creek as well, that's on the way to Appomattox. And that's a, from what I heard, is a very haunted place. I've been to the battlefield, and they've got a couple of historic homes on that. But they're privately owned, so I don't know if they've ever had investigations going on in those places. Um, some people have seen apparitions on those battlefields, people that I trust. Uh, so, and, and if you ever get a chance to go to Sailor's Creek, you'll, you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's, it's, uh, it, you know, it was, it was basically the end of the Civil War as we know it at that, once that battle was over with. <clears throat> and Appomattox is a cold old town, the historic area where the surrender of the armies, took, uh, of, of the Lee's army, what was left of it, took place. That little town is still there, and it's still, uh, most of the buildings are original. Um, the house of the actual surrender is not, but it's, they had the plans, and they, and they used some of the same brick to rebuild it again. So it looks identical to what was there. So it's on the same place. But a lot of the buildings around there, there's a jail and everything that's still there. I want to investigate inside the jail. Uh, but many times I've been out there. I've been the only person out there on the whole whole place, just walking around. Mm-hmm. Take, you know, you take my time just going in and out of buildings. I'm the only one there. Wow. So, yeah, there is a lot yeah, of cool. red tape with, with Appomattox. That's what Ronnie said. Um, there's a place that I'd love to investigate at Duckington, which is there. Southern Chesterfield down near uh, Appomattox River. And Eppington is where Thomas Jefferson was at when uh, he had gone there. Uh, his wife had passed, and he was a widower. And he had his children with him. And his two-year-old child, um, died of whooping cough, and she's buried there at Eppington. So, so Thomas Jefferson's daughter, I think it's Mary or Martha, I can't remember her name, is buried there. And then two weeks later, um, the Epps family, who was who, who were who's, you know, named at Eppington, their daughter, who was close to the same age, died they think of the same thing two weeks later. She's buried there. Still, uh, it's, in, it's in private hands. I don't think it's ever been investigated. But that's where Thomas Jefferson received uh, a letter from George Washington asking him to be Secretary of State, and he needed him to go to France. And Jefferson left Eppington got on a boat at the Appomattox River and caught it down to James and got on a ship and traveled to Philadelphia, caught another boat and 
Ronnie said they're about 20 minutes away from Appomattox. Really? I didn't know if it was that close. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, and I love Appomattox. I love that whole area. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I love Lynchburg and Bedford. If you ever been to Bedford and seen the, the June um, G-Day Memorial there, oh, my gosh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've been out in that area. But I was uh, also in Bedford is Thomas Jefferson's summer retreat is there, and it looks just like a small Monticello, kind of it's an octagon-shaped building, uh, but it's done differently. Um, they use it more for historical purposes. They show you how the construction was. The house was in private hands up through the 70s or 80s. Mm-hmm. People were actually living in there. And I met the guy who was the last, uh, he was one of the last people to live there. His dad owned the property. And so he, he told the stories. I, of course, I asked him, I said, well, I said, do you think it's haunted? And he said that there were things that happened all the time there. But he said, he said, his dad would always say it's just the house being old because of the noises and stuff like that. But he said he couldn't stay there by himself. Um, and I guess he, he, he didn't think it was haunted because his family didn't tell ghost stories. But when he thinks back on it now, he said, I can't explain some of the stuff that I saw or heard that I don't blame on old house town. So, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, Bell Grove, I asked the people myself up in uh, up near Middleton, I asked myself, I said, would y'all ever consider doing investigations? And she said, um, they get asked that all the time, and they, they, they won't. But, again, that was a place uh, that I went into, and I was the only one in there. Me and, me and a couple of my friends, we were the only ones in that place. We could have investigated, I guess, if we wanted to during the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have any equipment or anything with me, and I didn't want to make it seem weird. Uh, but, <clears throat> yeah, Cedar Creek is right there. Uh, what a great place. Um, beautiful, beautiful area if you've ever been there. Like I said, investigating is uh, like cream on the, you know, just the cherry on top of the, the dessert. It's, it's uh, just amazing that we live here in Virginia where there's uh, the, the amount of history. Uh, New Market Battlefield, if you've ever been there, and I've investigated inside the house there on, on New Market Battlefield. Um, and there's some, you can go on YouTube and see the videos of people investigating there during the middle of the day and what they get. Uh, I've seen, I've captured some great stuff. I, I couldn't believe what I captured. But I've heard, you know, Dr. Don was there uh, last year and he published a lot of uh, videos and, and, and 
any piece uh, all along through that battlefield during the day this is going on. So um, I think they're aware that people go in there with recorders and stuff and, and investigate, but, you know, as long as you're not stealing or harming anything, you know, they don't, I don't think they care. Right. my body camera so I've, I have a little mini body camera that I stick that has a magnet to it and I put it on the fire extinguisher and I caught it on that pretty cool pretty cool catch yeah the, the stuff that you get when you're not even paying attention is the stuff that you love yeah, yeah that's true very true. Um, I was just trying to read some of the comments. You're right. Cold Harbor. Cold Harbor during the day is a creepy place. Yeah. Um, I got an EVP outside of the uh, the house there on on the on Cold Harbor. Um, it's funny because during the day. Can expect noise, but I've been on the Cold Harbor Battlefield at night. As part of the investigation, we had permission.
loving criminals. Criminals. The fun loving criminals. John Steed, I steal your girly and I steal your wings. I got so much flavor that I always think you chewing and I got so many styles you be thinking I'm from the U.S. Broke into the White House and if I got caught, caught and I've been in all strong if I was an astronaut. I'm always optimistic about human relations. I got more friends than my man Peter Gation. We always want love it. Don't start fucking if your girly comes up and start kicking. Hello, all you freaks out there. This is Ryan and my partner. Nope, this way. Whatever. I can't figure that area. <laughs> I'll get it right eventually. Take a sip out of my uh, SOS Paranormal McCafe decaf coffee here. Hey, there you go. You know, I want to start this show off on a little more serious note. You know, we like to have fun here. On the freaking awesome paranormal show, we we joke around, and we have a good time. But I just found out today is a very special day, guys. It is National Velociraptor Awareness Day. Wow. I know. How did how do we not know this? I mean, with all the velociraptors running around this place, it is it's time we became aware of them. We just need to be aware of all the velociraptors everywhere. Um, so, just guys, just pay attention to all to all of them. Give them their space. You know, they they deserve to be here too. Thank you. This is their world. This too. is their world through. Damn it! <laughs> so, for all you velociraptor fans, this is uh, this is for you. So, thank you for uh. All the love you give Velociraptors. Uh, <laughs> it's also National Animal Cracker Day. So all you, I, I know this is a very special holiday in your household, of course. Oh, yeah, um, definitely. You were talking about that the other day, how you're so excited for National Animal Cracker Day. <laughs> I was like, damn, well, calm down, man. Jesus. They're good, but they're not that good. <laughs> I love you for the animal crackers. <laughs> <laughs> it's, in the, it's in the little cardboard box. Yes. The little like circus ones, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'll go and buy the I'll go and buy the big jug of animal crackers and celebrate the uh get the Velociraptor ones. <laughs> That's right. I'll I'll feed them to my pet Velociraptor. Here, don't eat me. Eat some animal crackers instead. <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah. Go vegan. Yes. Yeah. Would animal crackers be considered vegan though? I don't know. Because they have the word animal in them. Is it like vegan, like animal, like not vegan just by association of being named animal crackers? It might be. It might be. <laughs> I don't think questions that make you stay up at night. Here at the ceiling, what 
Are animal crackers vegan because they have the word animal in them? Can they be vegan? I'm going to be thinking about that. <laughs> Deep thoughts in the freaking Austin Paranormal Show. <laughs> and it's also International Jugglers Day, of course. Again, you know, just as big as Christmas. Everyone loves International Jugglers Day. I have to give credit where credit is due on that one because I, my hand-eye coordination is terrible with that. Oh. So. Oh my God, I, I I can't, I can't, I can't even juggle like a like one hacky sack. It's just yeah. So I'll give credit. Yes, you know all you jugglers who can do it. Like Angie, she can do it just with one hand. She was um, this is the national sign for juggling right here, right here. Mm-hmm. So you know um, she was doing it the other day. Uh, the other day being like Christmas two years ago, but. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I was at my grandma's house and she had like two or two or three tennis balls and she was juggling it with one hand. Uh, but yeah, my concept of time is a little, little bit different. The other day, like it was <laughs> the other day, two years ago. But she did it. <laughs> she did it. Let's see. Rhonda Harris already said she doesn't love animal. Who doesn't love animal crackers? Yes, exactly. Kristen Coleman loves animal crackers. But are they vegan? Animal crackers. Those yes. are great. They're, I wonder why they're called crackers. Because I didn't want to put cheese on those things. Yeah, I mean, kind of weird. Because yeah. they're basically in the same family as, like, cookies. Like, I was going to say, well, maybe they call cookies crackers in England or something, but aren't they called, like, biscuits? Biscuits, yeah. Yeah. Again, we're, we are just, on, we are going deep here. We're like philosophers. Like three thirty in the morning. Yes, that's right. We're like Socrates over here, getting <laughs> getting off philosophical on your ass. Uh, so uh, yeah, Rhonda's gonna be on the show next week when we do our supernatural uh-huh. news show. So I'm excited about that. And uh, but tonight we've got our defined folks from Fleetwood Paranormal on the show. Tonight, we got a full house. Let me just go ahead and put them on the show. Let me just discuss the cracker discussion that we'll be talking about all night. <laughs> so we're talking about ghosts. No, we're talking about cookies. <laughs> all right, let's go. Let's do Christy, Shirley Ann, Denise, and Timothy. And Merlin was somewhere. Oh, it should be somewhere. Yeah, she'll come back. Hello. So did you enjoy a riveting discussion on um, – are animal crackers vegan? I'm, I'm touched about the Velociraptor. I, I know. I know. Honestly, I feel bad. I feel bad for having you guys on the show on this special day. I know you guys have a lot of stuff to do tonight, so I, I appreciate you coming on, giving us the time to talk about ghosts when, you know, we could be talking about dinosaurs and stuff. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Velociraptor 3. There's all the animal crackers, too. <laughs> oh man! So how's everyone doing tonight? Mm, pretty okay. well. Well, well. That mm-hmm. is awesome. Awesome. Oh, I know she's down at the bottom here. Wait a second. How do you get her? Let's this? get her together. <laughs> no, it's Megan Max. Or, or, or it's uh, it's uh, Streamyard because it's like she's below where I can like click on her. Well, this this is maybe. I don't know, man. 
And see you, Merlin. See you. See you. <laughs> my boy, Blue. <laughs> my boy, Blue. <laughs> see you, Merlin. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, crap. So, yeah, I, it's like a row of names, and then at the bottom, there's like little, little tab of Merlin on top, and I can't, I can't figure out how to get her on. Let me see something. There we go. Well, I made my screen smaller, and that'll do it. There she is. It has been a minute, yeah, Merlin. We look like the Brady Bunch. We Holy do. Hell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Two more holes in there. Paranormal Brady Bunch over here. That's scary. That's scary. Very scary. <laughs> God, I'll start singing. Here's a story. Here, I'm sorry. I right. have to do it. Just tell me to go there. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're the Brady Bunch, but you know, this is this is actually only half of us now. We have grown. Wow. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. Yeah. So I'm gonna get. I'm gonna try to figure out how to do it so we don't be we're not talking over each other. So I'm gonna go ask answer questions by the order of people who I see. So I see Christy first, then Timothy. 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 Okay. Hey Timothy. Timothy. Timothy and I. Denise, Shirley, Ann, and then Merlin. Um. So we'll just go in that that particular order if you guys don't mind, just to keep it from being. Too confusing. Uh, Lynn Free Irvin says, uh, Freer Irvin says, Hi, everyone. Uh, Kristen Coleman's in here. Rachel Bradley's here. Kevin Eden's in the house. Hey, Sarah Bradbury. We're going to just have all the people coming out to the show tonight. Hope you guys are enjoying uh, National Juggler's Day, by the way. Um, Don't even ask me. No. Austin is going to be juggling by the end of the show guarantee it um so i want to get i've talked to you guys before except for denise and shirley ann but it was a long time ago and i'm old and I'm, i forget shit <laughs> so i want to i want to and plus for all the people who have not heard the show and i don't know why you haven't listened to every single freaking awesome paranormal show there is but just in case you haven't which i you know again i don't know why you wouldn't but i want to uh just get a little bit of history and how you guys got into the paranormal? What started this whole, this, your whole passion for this, uh, this whole thing we're in? And I'll start with Christy. Well, uh, that's a long way back. I just kind of grew up weird. You know, I was, knew something was out there. You'd walk around, walk into a house, get the feels. That was always there in the back of my mind. Um, got started with a couple of friends and a little bit of equipment, and the next thing you know, there was a team. The next thing you know, there was a bigger team. Uh, the next thing you know, there was a location. And and now here we are. You know, it's, um, I, I think the paranormal calls you more than, more than anything else. You kind of can't, you almost can't help it once it gets a hold of you. It's, it's really fantastic to have a bunch of like-minded folks to talk about this stuff with. Well, that's I know, true. That, was, that was short and sweet. Well, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I totally understand how you say about how the paranormal calls you, especially, you know, once once you go on investigation you, and you get something, your first EVP, and you just it's kind of like a drug that you keep wanting, you know, right to uh, to experience. Even if you get like an EVP of someone saying hi in a new location, 
even at old location, you still get that excitement. Like, oh, my God, this, this is, like, super cool. Yeah, you get hooked on it. Exactly. Uh, there's got to be some sort of endorphin rush or something that comes along with it. Seriously. Yeah. Because, um, oh, not at all. I mean, it's got to be something like that. If you're going to spend, like, all night sitting in a dark room talking to yourself, right? Uh, there's got to be just, you know, there's got to be something to it, you know? There's a stay out there somewhere. Exactly. <laughs> Even if you get, like, a breath. Oh my God! It's the best thing ever. Well, Call your friends up three o'clock in the morning. Oh my God! Listen to this. I heard someone. I heard someone sneeze. <laughs> how about you, Timothy? Well, that's kind of how I got into it. Like watching TV and that were interesting out of days. Went on a couple of public investigations, and the team I kind of got with somebody and. That's how I got into it. Then I ended up with a test team. <laughs> and as I say, what you see on TV isn't like in real life. Oh, oh, a yeah. lot different. Yeah, it is It is um, definitely a little bit slower in real life than, uh, than it is on television. It's like they, they make it more darker and creepier and like they really ain't quite that dark and you make it creepy you make it creepy yourself that makes everything demonic like say you hear something other and you go whoa what's that you go find out what it is if you can try to figure it out sometimes you can sometimes you can't exactly how about you Denise oh I I was born this way. Is that a good example to put out there? Hey, uh, actually, no. Actually, um, I've been seeing spirits and things like that since I was a little kid, as far back as I can remember. My great-grandmother was a Irish steer, so I kind of inherited it, I guess. And I put it away for a long time because uh, I was being bombarded with spirits. And I'd see them everywhere I went, and I, I kind of went, okay, this needs to stop. And then I got interested in watching stuff on TV going, no, that don't work that way. No, that's not right. And then I would work at a historical place in Culpeper, and the spirits began talking to me again. And then I went <laughs> to the church, and they were really hot to go to church. And then I met Christy. And she had a team. I said, "Stop doing your team." And that was that. But now this is what I do, and it's not TV, and it's not what you see on TV. But I enjoy watching those shows because they're kind of really stupid and funny. But it's just something that has always been there for me. It's just always been there, and I found a way now to be with a team that I can walk through it now and understand it better. Yeah, I've met a lot of people to help me through that. It's all different in the world. That's uh, that's a good thing about uh, the paranormal, and you can you know once you get your the people you can connect with and, mm-hmm. and share experiences with, it is a great feeling to have to be able to get stuff off your chest that you're that you may have not felt comfortable talking to other people about. 
yeah, they don't get it. They don't understand it. No. You know, my four children have had to live with this with me their whole entire lives. And they go, oh, God, now she's got herself a pair of women who she'll leave it alone. Okay, bye. Yeah, I, mean, I guess you don't you don't know until you know. You don't know what people are going through until you kind of experience it yourself. That's true. That's true. But when you live it, you just kind of live it. And then for some reason, I don't know what's going on in the other world out there, but and I don't know, Shirley, and if you're having any issues, but all of a sudden I'm waking up at three three thirty every morning, and it's like something's coming, and I don't know what it is. Anybody else with this issue? Oh yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah. I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. Thank you. All right. Okay. All right. Because it's been happening on a regular basis for the last I don't know week. Mm-hmm. See, that's why we have everybody. So we all can discuss things like that and know that there's nothing wrong with any of us. Mm-hmm. We actually do this. Um, Uh, how about you, Shirley Ann? How did you get into this fun stuff? Well, with, with me, it started real, really early. Um, it started with me with dreams. Um, I end up having incredibly vivid dreams um, when I'm being visited. Astral projection where I'm being taken out of my body. Things are just a little too real. And it started, I was like, I was like four or five when the first dream happened, and um, there were several in my life that they just continue. Um, and I grew up in Massachusetts in the, the old Salem Village area, so I am the, the team Salem Witch. Um, and so I started off with I knew that I knew that I could see spirits and feel spirits. Um, Especially the the deep darker ones, and so I ended up. Um, when I was eighteen. I changed my religion to being a pagan, being a witch, um, and I was trying to explore the other side through that venue, you know, through that sort of um, mirror. And when I moved to Virginia, um, it's really hard to find a bunch of witches. We kind of hide, you know, you can go out there and find cousins easily. So I said, all right, well, what's next best thing? Who, who else out there is weird like me? Well, paranormal researchers are. Okay, let's go, let's go check that out. So I went to the first Fleetwood Paracon, and I immediately found, you know, Transcend Paranormal and RCL, all these, these cool folks. Um, but what I really found was Fleetwood. And how I came to this team was Fleet would reach out to me in a dream, took me out of my body to the Fleetwood property and warned me of an of an oncoming danger. And that is how I reached out to what is now the Fleetwood Paranormal. And that's how I got was pulled into the group because the property actually brought me there. And, um, absolutely, absolutely. I I I know that I'm where I need to be, 
And Denise, yes, there is something coming. And, uh, yeah, and we'll have to discuss that offline. There's something big, big coming. I don't know. I think I know. It's globally. Yeah, it's not. It's not. Okay, it's not. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. And then finally, Merlin. Go way back. Hey, Brian. Hello. Um, I've been. I've never not believed in spirits. They were always a thing. They were always there. I, what are you going to do with that? Um, I kind of got used to it. I lived in old houses. And then I lived in a ghost frat house in which anytime, day or night, there would be ghosts doing crazy things in my house. So you get used to being around spirits. And the more I was around them, the more it, it got stronger that I could sense them talk to them argue with them Um, and then I moved here to Virginia from Kansas City and discovered there were ghost hunters here and after that I never missed any chance I possibly could to go out and look for ghosts I will do it anytime day or night and um, now I see them. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> How is, um, so the, oh, go ahead. It's kind of like you all were drawn to each other. Mm-hmm. One way or another. I was in training to, to go out and look for ghosts since I was Apparently, too, because my mother complained about me talking to people in my crib at night. I don't remember doing that, but apparently I used to be able to hear them. Now I can't hear them. Now I see them. And the more I do it, the more strange things seem to happen in whatever's wrong with me. (laughs) I'm not going there, Berlin. I love you. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure a few times in my life I'd, uh, I thought I needed medication. <laughs> um, it, it, um, so now my my eyesight, my actual eyesight is like, I, have, I, I don't know who's where on the screen. So if I start looking closely, I'm, um, but the more I lose my eyesight, the more I see these spirits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently I don't see them like anybody else because I get to see floating heads and faces and sometimes a full body, but most of the time heads. I have heads floating around in my world. So. Yeah. It's animal sometimes. It's, it's bizarre. Um, we have quite a conglomeration of, of talent. I, I got to see it firsthand at one of the events. I, I think you guys are phenomenal. So 
Thanks, Austin. It's that's mutual because um, yeah, we we really admire you guys too. I know it's kind of great investigation, honestly. Oh, definitely. It was it was awesome. Unexpected. Yeah, they can be surprises in there sometimes, and then sometimes they kind of go up in the rafters and hang out and don't mess with anybody. Depends on the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I've never been to uh, to Fleetwood before. I need to make my way out there. And uh, come on down, come on yeah, Brian. Say something about that, man. I know, I know. I've, I've been meaning to. Um, so tell me about about Fleetwood. I don't, I don't really know much about it. All right. Well, Fleetwood Church is in Brandy Station, Virginia. It was given to the um, Methodist Episcopal Church in 1880 by Daniel and Melinda Wine. The church was actually built in 1881. Um, But there's some pretty strong evidence that it's sitting on the foundation of something older. So it is on the edge of the Brandy Station battlefield, which was the largest cavalry battle of the Civil War. two doors down from another very historic building that was used as a Civil War hospital, and among other things. Denise can tell you more about some of this stuff than I can. So jump forward to a few years ago, we met Denise, actually, and she said she was down at the other one, the graffiti house. And she said, go down and talk to the guy who owns Cleveland he might let you investigate in there, too. So we did. And um, we got started helping him out because really the, the situation with Cleveland is that you got one guy who is trying to save this wonderful old building. And he, just, he, was, he was doing it all by himself. So we got started running events and, and fundraising. And next thing you know, there's a, a new people on the old building. And we didn't do it by ourselves. You know, Transcend helped, helped us out primarily, but we had a lot of other teams and people help us out as well. In fact, I always like to say that every single person who has ever bought a ticket to one of our events or a raffle ticket or done, you know, show up and do anything at all, like Austin and his team, all of them, everybody has contributed to us trying to save that church. And uh, we have a lot of fun doing it, too. We've got more of that coming up. Getting wild. It's so yeah. it's a wild ride doing that church. It is a wild ride. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to say the least. Mm-hmm. It's, what's so cool about the haunting there is you've got all the Civil War stuff. So you've got the soldiers and all the, the usual subjects there. It's sitting right by a railroad track, and there was a, a station rock throwing distance there basically so you've got all the people coming and going on the railroad um it was a, a church of course so you've got the church people there were there's there's the whole graveyard thing right <laughs> they uh there was a, a graveyard for the church and when they decommissioned it they said that they moved all the graves liar 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 you know how i feel about that yeah mm-hmm. yeah so there's there's one lonely grave stone 
of Gertrude Bright that got pushed all the way back by the railroad tracks. There's a lot of questions as to whether or not there are still bodies buried there. There probably are, quite honestly. And you've got um, you've got something coming up in the fall that I expect we'll get around to talking to that is intended to honor the spirits that got left it's awesome. It's so cool how you guys came together um, to raise money to help rebuild the church like that. Um, that's what it's so cool about the paranormal community is the fact that we can rally together to um, to accomplish a goal like like that. And that's that's uh, that's really that's really neat. I commend you guys for for doing that. That's so well, it's about preservation, restoration, and education. Because most of these places that we go to and investigate, and I mean, you all know this, they're historical buildings of some sort. And that's why I like I like what Paul does for, uh, what is it, or whatever it is, for Mary. How he does the history. Yeah, how he does the history background on that. But the history of some of these buildings is just phenomenal. And the grounds. I mean, when you're a Brady station, you're not only getting the Civil War soldiers. You're also getting the Indians that went through there. That was the yeah, old Carolina Road. Yep, I left that one out. You're right. Yeah, that was the old Carolina Road. And the thing that I found funny is with me, I had, uh, I, I used to volunteer at the meeting house. Okay, long story short, I don't do that anymore. And when I left uh, and went over to the church, all my buddies from the graffiti house came over to the church. <laughs> and that just blew everybody away. I'm like, wait a minute, that's Valley, Belinda. Now, I haven't seen the uh, two, uh, what are they, union officers that hang out over there. I haven't seen them, but I've seen almost everybody else that wants the graffiti houses come over to the church. Funny you say that because we, we got your name. When we did our investigation there, <laughs> I simply asked for you. <laughs> I believe it. They do that a lot. And, I mean, it's just because I had such interaction with them at the graffiti house. Cause, I mean, I volunteered there all the time. And it got to the point that they, we were on first-name basis with them. And that's how I met Steve and Rhonda. They did an uh, investigation there, and, and that was God, 10, 12 years ago, long when when – Steve Dells was just a little young punk boy. <laughs> yeah, and that's how, you know, that's how really I got into uh, the paranormal thing. And then when I met Christy, I just kind of, and then Shirley Ann came along. And, and I've known him since the graffiti house. He used to come take pictures all the time and try to catch stuff. But, mm-hmm. And then Shirley Ann and I have known each other since our Revolutionary War days at, uh, Philadelphia, mm-hmm. we're old souls. And Marilyn's just, when I first met Marilyn, I met the back of her head, okay? And that was that. And I knew who she was. Plain <laughs> and simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's funny how we all work together and have been drawn together and how, you know, it's really strange. But we work well together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got some new folks on this team now, too. So we kind of got the old guard here. Um we also have Cecily Babin, who used to be part of Madison Area Paranormal Society. 
Society. In fact, uh, she, she and Roxanne run, ran that one. We have uh, Karen Lambert and Dale. I'm curious, Dale with one name. <laughs> and uh, Lynn Irvin and Amy Irvin. So Lynn, who was on here before, she's actually on the team. Who you mentioned, Ryan. That's that's very awesome. So I know you guys do a lot of work with Fleetwood. Where what are other locations have you guys been able to investigate? Oh my God, many, many, many. Um, well, we've got we can go into the past, or we can uh, we got a good one coming up that I'm very excited about. We're going to Old South Pittsburgh in June. Well, that's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. The only one of us that's been there is Merlin. So that's kind of a big client deal. Oh, yeah, that's really cool. We've we've had all the usual suspects, you know, St. Albans. Um, I've been to Trans Allegheny. Yes. And 
down. Karen is going to be at Fleetwood, and Seth is going to be at Fleetwood, and Brett. And Paula. I got Paula to come with me. That's right. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're doing a, a... commemoration of the Battle of Brandon Station on the weekend of Juneteen. So we're going to have the church open for that. And, and that's just it. We, 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 it's kind of awesome, really. Mm-hmm. It's always good to stay busy, you know, to yeah. go to uh, different places. Um, I got a question from Things Forsaken, which I'm sorry, I don't really understand. It says, Fleetwood Investigating and at times with in, with intent to make contact, be in contact with those crossed over. Does it, in your opinion, all right, thanks. I need you to reword your question a little bit so I can, I want you to be able to ultimately answer your question, but I got to be able to, I, I can't really understand what you're saying. So um, if you write, write that again for me, I will definitely ask him that question. Um, so what would be, what would you say, um, is your best piece of evidence you've got? Best thing that's happened to you, or best piece of evidence that you've been able to experience that was like, oh crap, this is this is this is real. Marlon, well, I know you've had whoppers, evidence, yeah, well, whole experiences, whatever. That was evidence, and then some. That was evidence, and then some. We were talking about how we led groups down at Henrikus. I was, we were in the um, plantation house. Yeah. Yeah. The new place they opened. Huh? The new one. Yeah, yeah, the newer one. And I had dousing rods in my hand, and, and, you know, everybody was kind of around, and I was talking to the group. And I'm standing in the middle of the ring, right? Absolutely nobody around me. And all of a sudden, I felt on my arm right here this really searing, bizarre pain, and I jumped sideways. And I had a second-degree burn that I have, I still have a scar from it, as a matter of fact. And there's no way anybody near me could possibly, it would have been hard for another living human to do anyway, but it was maybe two inches long. And there were um, weeping. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There were some EMTs there, and they were looking at it, going, "Oh my God, that's a second degree burn." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, just somebody else. <laughs> and I was sitting on that side of you, and there was nothing there. There was no, there was it was like something dripped from the ceiling. There was nothing there, and at the same time, on one of the devices, they came up with the word witches or witchcraft, and that's when you got burned. That's crazy. So I've got the question from uh, Things Forsaken here. It says, history is full of ritual and ceremony contacting the dead. Do you see your making contact in any way the same as a ritual or ceremony? I don't. I don't. It depends. Yeah, yeah, it depends. But I don't. Mm -mm. Yeah, I'd say it depends. That's, that's our friend Ferris, too, hi, Ferris. Um, Shirley Ann would be better at that. Yeah, that's, I, I, yeah. I see when we go out and investigate, not so much, but, but you know. Well, it, if you put yourself, if you stop with the intention of reaching out and you put yourself, sorry, that's my cat 
You know, if if you want, if you need to stop and center yourself to try to reach in, yeah, there there can be some ceremony to it because you need to reach in in order to reach out, and that's part of what we do as witches is that we reach the inner world in order to reach out between the worlds. Um, so most of the time when I'm when I'm on investigation with the crew, I'm just going out and seeing what happens and, and looking for the ambient stuff. But yes, that I you can stop and actually be very intentional about what you're doing. And it'll be very ceremonial. So you're right on there, Fern. Yeah, when I was 
uh, the attachment. That was not a good attachment. Uh, it, it, was, it was pretty creepy, Shirley Ann. Yeah, it was. Thank you. Thank you so much. That uh, was one of the weirdest nights I ever had after an investigation. I thought I and another time I thought I needed a pill. <laughs> I'm glad to be part of that. Yeah, I have one too. Merlin, do you want to tell people about overlay? No, I do not. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. You can tell them about overlays. I've, I've, if I start thinking about Shirley Ann and the uh, young man that came to. What's the ascot? Yeah. Oh, the ascot. All right, all right, all right. I'll let, me, let me tell people know what the heck we're talking about here. So we all know Merlin can see ghosts, right? Merlin, investigating with Merlin is not like investigating with anybody or anything else because she not only sees them with particular clarity, but she's freaking hilarious when she's <laughs> as well. So we had gone to Crescent, which is up in Pennsylvania, and we, we got a Airbnb. And we're all sitting there. We, we enjoy doing that because we get to hang out together and have a good time. So we're sitting together at a table, and, and Shirley Ann's reading cards. And, and all of a sudden, Merlin's eyes. And she gets lower and lower and lower on this table, and her eyes are really big, and she's somewhere between freaking out and laughing hysterically. And she was like, what? I thought she was having a stroke. Right, she's a down on this cow, right? She's practically falling out of her seat. She looks like she's getting smaller and smaller and smaller because she's standing behind the table. She's freaking out, and she's like, what? What is it? And finally... After a while, what Merlin is seeing in this case is, you know how sometimes, sorry, attachment. You, you can get kind of nasty attachments when you, when you go someplace and, and a ghost attaches to you and they kind of get inside and it's problematic. Apparently, there is another form of an attachment which is far more benign. And I don't know that anybody in the world really knows about these things except Merlin Bradbury. <laughs> okay. Because they don't, they don't. Jason, Jason knew about them. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He knew about them, but they it's weird. They sit on you. They just come and they sit on you. And oh. and oh, like an overlay, like there's a, a a veil over you. So she she was kind of seeing my features and Shirley Ann's features, but it was overlaid by these other people. So apparently I had this like weird curly hair and a big <laughs> nose, didn't I? And and, and Shirley Ann had much thicker, longer hair and like a, a broad face. And I'll tell you what's weird about it though. Every once in a while if, when this is happening to one of us, if you get a picture of us, like if Tim takes a picture, you can see what Merlin is describing. There's a picture yeah. of Merlin at Crescent, where she looked just like what Merlin was describing. Yeah. So it's really, really weird. And um, she had a little fellow with an asset sitting on it one time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was it yeah. Turquoise or was it Aquamarine? I forgot. Aquamarine. 
I think we argued, we argued about what color it was. It was some kind of blue, sea, green, something. I don't know. <laughs> I'll uh, have to get one just for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, the weird part is seeing these these odd faces and your friends' voices coming out of them and and using the expression of, of the spirit that's sitting on them. They They seem harmless. We're not sure why they do it. Um, and that's the view. This is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe, or I kind of got the impression that it it reminded them of what it felt like to breathe, to you know have have that movement again. I mean, if you were you know, ethereal all the time, you might forget what it was like to be physical. Yeah. And why not, you know, and if you're not hurting them and you don't even know they're there. No. Mm -mm. You don't feel it. No, it's not like the traditional what people think of as as an attachment. You don't know they're there. Mm -hmm. Until Merlin starts bugging her eyes out. (laughs) Yeah. I have a, a photograph of Tim on... What was that ship? Oh, one at Norfolk? Yeah, up there. I think the name of it was Norfolk. Yeah, but there's a photograph of Tim who suddenly in this photograph, Tim was wearing a short coat, his usual gear, you know, and sneakers. And I, I took a picture of him on that ship, and it's in a silhouette. And suddenly, Timmy's wearing a long, he has black boots over the top of his sneakers. Um, You can see another face over the top of his. And I wasn't seeing these things at the time. And it (laughs) was kind of weird. I'm going, Tim? It is a weird picture because you literally can see the bottom of Tim's tennis shoes in the picture. But you can see boots. Laying right over top of the tennis shoes and, and the laces and the whole business, and you can see him going right up his leg. I've never seen anything like that before. That's creepy. I asked him if he felt anything at the time. Did he remember anything at the time? Because I only took like two photographs down there, and I, I don't even know why I did it because I normally do not take pictures when I'm investigating. So I, for some reason, it was like an impulse. It was like whip out to put it away. I completely forgot about it. Something was telling me, hey, you might want to capture this moment. Now yeah, when we saw it, Jimmy looked at it and he's like, Why am I wearing a long coat? And I'm like, What you want? What are you? <laughs> he looks like he's wearing a kepi. Longer white beard, goatee. But did did you look good in the long coat with a white beard and goatee? That's the question. Maybe it was a fashion. It was a suggestion. He looks really sinister in it. I was like, Tim, this would be like a really cool profile pic on picture on Facebook. Look at you. There you go. That's what he wanted to know when he was wearing a long coat. I'm going, I don't know. Why do you have boots on? <laughs> so 
So we're we're getting um, towards the end, and I want to give you guys all a chance to talk about what you guys have coming up, how people can get in touch with you, and and uh, get in contact with you. But I also want to ask you one more question. Um, what is the best thing about being in the paranormal field? The history, the people, I'm the spirit, and the history yeah. of the spirit. Uh, the community, and we, we learn and we grow from each other. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's nice to know that other people are as crazy as you are and, and are having the same experiences that you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the networking, being able to meet other people, mm-hmm. um, and the exchange of ideas which broadens your horizons because we can get really, really deep. We can get really, really scientific, and we can get really, really out there all in the same conversation. Yeah, we can. We do. Mm -hmm. Well, I think go different places and see things you've never seen and meet new people, make new friends. Um, Again, I want to give you guys a chance to talk about what um, you guys have coming up and uh, how people can can get uh, get in touch with you. April 29th and 30th, so not this weekend, but the following, we are doing the Psychic Fair Brandy Station at the Historic Fleetwood Church. Um, Please come out and see us. We are going to have 42 vendors, which is the most we have ever had. Um, Speakers, we've got a lady coming from the Monroe Institute, for those of you who have heard heard of that. They study psychic phenomena, healing, distant healing, all sorts of stuff in a very scientific fashion. She's going to come out and talk to us, and she might put Merlin's head in the box. We're very excited about that. Come see Merlin's head in the box. Uh, <laughs> we've, got, we've got workshops. Shirley-Ann's doing a workshop. We have um, the lady who is doing our drum circle later. I mean, I'm going to get through this really quickly. Saturday night, special thing. We have it's a separately ticketed part, feast, drum circle, and then we are all getting together and doing a psychic extravaganza. We'll have uh, <laughs> um, mediumship. Psychic circus. Psychic circus, that's what it we are. Um, you know, Marlon, it's, it's, it's like a loose gallery reading, an eclectic gallery reading. Um, and then Sundays, our, our vendors are coming back as well. So you can get general admission tickets at the door if you would like to come to the Sears and Oracle Gala, which is the Saturday night thing I was just telling you about. You need to get those tickets online on Eventbrite, and we have the um, – I will put the, the link in this chat. Awesome. Well, um, thank you guys for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you, everyone in the chat. Um, let's see, Virgil, Sarah. Things, Kathy, think forbidden. Um, Dale, Rhonda, Lynn, John, everybody who participated in the chat, really appreciate you guys. Uh, next week we're gonna be back here with the supernatural news, so that's gonna be a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, looking forward to it, guys. Thank you guys for coming on the show. We appreciate it, and we will talk to you soon. Have a good one. Thank you. Bye. Good night.